Hello and welcome to J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Free coming to you live from West Hollywood, California. That's right. Every Monday, we read your emails, we take your questions, we hear your stories, and we give you some perspective. And I want to thank you. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. I want to thank you for being a part of what I'm doing. It means a lot. Um, I'm doing this alone. Yep, it's a solo episode. Dim the lights, people. It's just you and your Papa JT. Your dear old Uncle J-Train. Put that brain on the shelf because I'm going to take the wheel. Just me and you. And I'm doing an alone episode because the special, 37 and Single, comes out on Netflix tonight. That's right. Tonight. Um, If you're on the West Coast, it's going to start at midnight. It'll be on Netflix, and if you're on the East Coast, 3 a.m. At this point, when I'm taping this, I'm taping this on Monday, August 7th from L.A. I'm here to promote the special. I'm going on podcasts uh, to try and, you know, meet their audiences. And, you know, some podcasts, uh, it's a, it feels like a home run, and others, it doesn't really feel like that. But I'm just trying to get the word out there to find people like you. That's really the goal. I, I love the people that come to my shows. I love the people that listen to this podcast. It says something about you because it says that we relate, that we have a very sens- similar sensibility. I, I've been using that word lately because it's, you know, there's places I've gone on some some shows and you can tell they're trying to find extreme people. They're trying to have the most extreme opinion and, you know, find TikTok, you know, glory and fame and I've kind of come to terms with this. This podcast isn't that. It is, uh, you know, when I read these emails, I'm as on, I, completely honest with you. I try to be personal. I try to be vulnerable. And sometimes it's a long road to get to that. You, it's a lot of me talking. And, so, you know, for some people, that's not what they're looking for. And I'm happy that you like it because I like doing this show. So this is all to say thank you. This podcast has been around for more than a decade, and you've been with me along the way of my own you know, comedy journey, ups and downs and announcements and you know, disappointments, and it means a lot. So I really, really, truly, truly want to say thank you, and I hope you... I hope the special makes you proud to like have you know, be because I and I know that's stupid. I know you're not like bragging about me. That's not your life. You know, I, I understand you got better things to brag about. But I hope you can like show it to a friend and be like, I I've been listening to this guy for years and I or I've known his podcast for this long. And I hope that you because I would feel that way, you know, of of the things that I, you know, when I meet, you know, it's like when I meet someone who listens to my podcast, to this podcast, and they're like, I'm a doctor. I'm all, I'm proud of the doctor. I don't know. That's weird, but I do feel that way. I, it's, it's bizarre. Like when I meet like a group of, you know, girlfriends that come to a show and they're like awesome and fun. I'm like, oh, they like me. Cool. You know, that's so. And I feel weird saying that. I feel like a loser saying that. But I also so I understand why you'd be like. I don't know, I weirdly feel cool that I've heard this guy and talk about, you know, the stand-up and his special, and I was a part of it when. And you are a part of it. So I hope you're proud of it. You know, you, you enjoy the special. Most of all, I hope you laugh from it. I hope you enjoy it. I've already gotten some, like, feedback. We showed it. I went on Ashley, Ashley I from The Bachelor, who I've been critical of. She was awesome. Her and her sister, and they're... 
their other co-hosts were so nice and they had already seen the special like we sent them a screener and they like loved it i was like oh my really i'm like you liked it you know so i'm excited because it feels like people are really gonna like it so again this is me long-winded thanking you for being a listener here because without this podcast uh, none of this would have happened no netflix there's there's no question in my mind none of it so we're gonna get to the emails if you want to send an email Send it to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. That's jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. I got a bunch here in front of me. Um, if you want to hear more of kind of my mental, you know, roller coaster that I've been kind of going through the last few weeks, Patreon's a spot. I've done a bunch of podcasts just talking about feeling up and down and also about doing other people's podcasts. If you want to kind of hear my thoughts on doing that and I'm not even sure if it's helpful. I, I I don't know. I'm doing it though. So you can go to Patreon. It's five bucks a month. You get two extra podcasts a week. And it's, I, you know, Coffee with J Train is really like my diary. So if you want to hear like a running diary, uh, patreon.com slash Jared Free. They got an app. You can sign up. It's five bucks a month. So, and then I do a luxury lounge every Friday that I answer everybody. So, uh, yeah, so let's get it to the show. PT with a patient crush. J-Train, all the feathers to you. I've seen your stand-up live three times. That is like the greatest compliment in the world. Oh, and if you're listening now and you've never heard me do an alone episode, I do these a little differently. I kind of go sentence by sentence sometimes and we'll stop. We'll We'll take a trip around a subject and then we'll go back to the email. So this is a little bit, again, I always say dim the lights because it is a little bit more of an intimate show than me talking with a guest and you know trying to get their stuff out there and hopefully and making you know and and saying making sure they're funny and comfortable so it's just you and me senior stand-up live three times and every time is better than the next well thank you i hope 37 and single on netflix is something you can enjoy again because it's gonna gonna be a lot of the same material (laughs) no but i'll say this i'm on the road um go to my live dates i've added um I've added Fort Lauderdale and Phoenix, so jaredfree.com. Can't wait for your special to come out. Well, thank you. I'm writing to you with an issue I've been thinking about and knew you and your fabulous guests would be the perfect people to ask about it. I work in a very busy hospital, uh, hospital based orthopedic. I work in a very busy hospital based orthopedic physical therapy clinic. That is, I mean, that's a, a limerick. I work in a very busy hospital-based orthopedic physical therapy clinic. Like, say that 10 times fast. Hospital-based orthopedic physical therapy clinic. Hospital-based orthopedic physical therapy clinic. Hospital-based orthopedic physical therapy clinic. That can't be the... You have to say that every time? With many therapists and physicians. There was a patient seen in my clinic a few months ago who I saw for one visit after his injury and before he had surgery. I was instantly attracted to him, even with both of us still required to wear masks. And I got the feeling he felt the same. He had a great, com- we, we had a great conversation while I worked with him and seemed to have a lot in common. He was even asking me questions like I could tell he was trying to figure out my age. He's early 40s and I'm in my 30s. He asked me at the end of the session if I'd be the person who he'd work with after a surgery. I told him that possibly. But it just depended on who 
has the opening. Sadly, after surgery, he was placed with a different PT. But I saw him occasionally in the clinic every time he would come in and say hi. And by, uh, say hi and bye to me. Those are signs. And sometimes we have a brief conver- uh, couple sentence convo if I wasn't busy with another patient. He even told me one time that he saw a girl on the train, thought it was me because she had the same color scrubs and looked like me. So he said, hi, but it wasn't me. Ha <laughs> ha. Again, we have to wear masks So uh, still, so he didn't know what my whole face looked like. This made me think he'd say hi to me in the real, this made me think he would say hi to me in the quote unquote real world though. The other therapist caught on and everyone thought he liked me. Fast forward, he stopped coming in on the days I worked there. So we didn't see each other again. Apparently he, uh, he did ask his therapist where I was since he hadn't seen me. She also found out that he is now single. Now he has uh, all done with his therapy and not coming in anymore. I definitely have a crush on this guy. It seems like he might have uh, been interested in me too. I've been thinking about sending him a DM on IG. I did find his profile on there. I was, you got it all there. But I'm not sure if he would uh, be weirded out. He's not going to be weirded out. Um, or think it was uh, especially strange or offensive that a healthcare worker is reaching out to him. No. That would be weird. Again, the male-female dynamic in this is at play. It would be weird for him to be like, I, I could understand a man approaching a woman that way. They're the doctor or physical therapist. And the other way around, I, I'm not telling you to be creepy. There's a way to just write it right. I technically only worked with him once and he's not coming in anymore for PT. He has one more follow-up with the physician in a few months. But I can't help but wonder if reaching out would be crossing the line. No, I don't believe so. Uh, we, you, to me, again, someone might hear my immediate no and go, well, what about? There's a million different versions of reaching out. You have to, you know, it, there's a, such a thing called class. And giving someone the out, letting someone make the decision for themselves to be pleasantly persistent. I used to, when I would make cold calls selling life insurance, I took away from that the idea of being pleasantly persistent. Now, persistent, probably not the right word, but I'm using it here because it's like someone would say to me, if I called someone out of the blue and they're like, listen, I can't do. I can't talk to you today. I'd be like, "Hi, I'm calling from so and so. Can you talk to me about your finances?" They'd be like, "Today isn't the day." And I would say, "When can I follow up with you?" And they would be like, three months." And I would go to my calendar. And some people would hear three months and be like, uh, "And put a lot of emotion through it." You have to take something that's emotional and not make it emotional for you. So they would, you know, some people would go three months. Well, fuck that guy. I'll never call him again. They're just trying to tell me to go away. No, how about you take them at their word? So I used to take their number and their name and I'd put in my calendar three months from then uh, their name and the number and then I would put in the notes what our conversation was like. And then three months from then, I'd go to my Outlook calendar and I'd open up that day and I'd have 10 numbers that were warmer calls than the first time. So then you call them back. Hey, we spoke three months ago. You told me it wasn't a great time. You actually said this, this and that. I just want to see if now was a better time. And that to me is pleasantly persistent. That's not stalking. That's not going crazy. That's and and again, I'm not saying to be persistent with someone and keep asking and asking. I'm just saying take away from what I just told you the the essence of it. The essence of it is take away the emotion, put it out there, let them know you're you're interested, and let's make a move because 
She writes, we can't date patients if they're still in our care. Otherwise, it's technically okay. But if you complain to the hospitals or something, I would wonder if I'd get in trouble. I I don't think that's going to happen. If, again, you do it with class. And if I do reach out, uh, what would I even say? My idea for a DM would be, okay, hi, blank. I hope this isn't weird, but it was fun meeting you in the clinic. If you ever want to go grab a drink sometime, here's my number. If not, no worries at all. Hope your shoulder is doing better. Ah, chef's kiss. That's the message. Do it. I don't care if he rejects me or doesn't respond. My main concern would be offering it, offending him, creeping him out, or getting me in, tr- uh, get me in trouble. Would a guy even do this? No, he wouldn't. Thank you so much in advance for your help. Uh, a healthcare hottie contemplating a patient DM. The way you wrote your message to me is perfect. Don't think twice. Do it now. That's my advice. Do it. Hi, blank. Because here's what you did. Hi, blank. I hope this isn't weird. You called it out. You, you let him know. I'm a little uncomfortable doing that. That's nice of you. That is letting him know. You know, I, I understand that this isn't, some, this isn't something I do every day. But I, I like the way. I hope this isn't weird. But it was fun meeting you in the clinic. You guys have met. You've made conversation. Of course, he went up and said two sentences to you. There was nothing more to talk about. You had nothing more. You know, he's just keeping the ball in the air when he's doing that. Um, if you ever want to grab a drink sometime, here's my phone number. And here's and if not, no worries at all. Hope your shoulder is doing better. I love everything about this. Here's what you did. And you've also done yourself a favor. He either makes a plan or he doesn't. I say this all the time. You gave him the tools to build the house. Phone number. I, I'm uh, I'm giving consent to the drinks. I want. You've told him I want drinks. I, I want drinks, and here's my number. And you said you make a plan. And if not, goodbye. Now, what you have to, what you've done for yourself is, and and again, you have to listen to this. There's two sides to this. You want your date, but you also don't want to maybe. You don't want to be sitting here in DM land with this guy for six months. And then hooking up and then, oh, what are we? And then, you know, he goes, oh, it was just, and it turns into this fizzle out situation. You want a date? You want drinks? That's okay. If he doesn't make, if he gets back to you and he's like, hey, oh, you found me. No drinks made? This ain't for real. He's he's just going to be flirty. He's just, you're just someone giving him attention and people like attention. He has the number. He is an adult. The only way you go out is, hey, just saw your DM. This is my, I want to make sure you had my number. When are you free? It's as simple as that. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. We are sponsored. One of the best things in the world is settling down after a long day with a nice cold drink. One of the worst things is a terrible hangover. Cut the hangover, but keep the relaxation with hop water. Hop water is a non-alcoholic sparkling hop water that's crafted with adaptogens and nootropics to help you wind down and feel awesome. So they sent me a bunch. Not only is it great for everything they're saying here, it's delicious. It's no calorie. I mean, that's a big part of it too. Delicious. The one I had was peach. I've never had, and it's just basically sparkling water, flavored sparkling water. It's great. And it's got all, you know, the adaptogens and the nootropics. It's delicious though. I, I think this is the best. The peach flavor is maybe one of the better sparkling you know, soda alternatives that I've ever had. P- 
peach, blood orange, lime, ruby red grapefruit. Love it. There's a hop water for whatever mood you're in. Trust me, hop water is the perfect beverage to enjoy all summer long. I know you'll love it. Uh, as much as I do. Right now, all JTrain listeners get 20% off your first purchase. Plus, get free shipping when you order 24 cans or more. Head to hopwater.com slash JTrain. That's H-O-P-W-T-R dot com slash JTrain. Don't wait. Order today. Go to hopwtr.com slash JTrain. Love it. It's delicious. It. I can't tell you how delicious it is. It's really good. That peach, whoo, it's peachy. Husband won't get vasectomy. Podcast at gmail.com. Remember, keep sending your emails. We love these emails. Thanks for your podcast. They make my days lighter and brighter. I'm a 37-year-old. I'm 37 years old and married to a 38-year-old. Oh, these are my, my peers. We have three daughters. Good for you. Six, four, and three. After the birth of our youngest, we discussed my husband getting a vasectomy. He wanted to ensure we were truly done having children, so we put it off. I believe if I wanted another, he would be more than willing to try, but is also content with our decision to stop. Three kids, six, four, and three. I, I, that place must be a madhouse. As time goes on, we, we exit the baby years and are finally st- uh, sleeping through the night, not changing diapers, having more freedom to travel. Uh, he has expressed fulfillment with our family and looking ahead. I have not gone back on birth control since my youngest was born, so we have been tracking my cycle and using condoms during fertile times of the month. That is, I mean, that, so- that sentence sounds like it's from the 1800s. It sounds like you're tracking the moon. But I understand it. I'm just like, it's funny to me. I'm ready to have more permanent form of birth control. I want him to get a vasectomy. I birthed his three children. (laughs) You don't have to have the... I love that she goes into this passionate, like, defense. I think it's okay to say I want him to have a vasectomy when you've had three kids together. Like, I, I, I don't think... No explanation needed. Like this sentence is hilarious to me. I birthed his three children. I breastfed them, had vaginal tears, not to mention was on hormonal birth control for the five years we were together before we had the kids. All of that is true. I don't think you have to say that. <laughs> like I think what you're saying is I want him to have a vasectomy is like to me totally normal. Uh, she writes a vasectomy is safe, effective, causes minimal temporary pain. And we won't have to think about it anymore. The options for me require taking daily hormones that wreak havoc on my mood, skin, body. It is funny to me that you're making all these explanations to me when it's just plain and simple. And I understand why you're doing it. We do kind of live in this world now where you got to have the receipts. You want to make a, you want to say something, you better be able to defend it. It's a very internet thing that, that what this person's doing. Because I agree with, the, like, inserting devices through my cervix. Like, I, I, I understand. You go through hell. I, I, I'm a penis. I, I'm a penis idiot, okay? I understand. <laughs> or an incredibly invasive surgery to tie my tubes. When we talk about this, he agrees. The vasectomy is the best route. Look, at he's, <laughs> he's agreeing with you. And you're like, I got to throw shit up my vagina, you piece of shit. You better get It's like, <laughs> he agrees. You don't have to do this. Yet he hasn't gotten it. Okay, so he agrees the vasectomy is the best route, but he hasn't gotten it. I scheduled an appointment for him nine months ago. He backed out the last minute, citing work, but never rescheduled. Okay, something's up. 
The conversation comes up weekly, usually during foreplay when he asks if we can do it without a condom. Most times the answer is no. So I'm very, uh, the answer is no, as I'm very nervous about getting pregnant. When I asked when he will reschedule, he says soon, but nothing happens. If I ask uh, if he wants me to reschedule it for him, he says he uh, no, he will get to it. He is a busy guy and a great dad, so I'm trying to give him space, but I'm getting frustrated. I thought having to have sex with a condom would be incentive enough. Clearly, the vasectomy issue is a bigger deal for him, and something is holding him back. Can you shed some light on the male perspective around a vasectomy and any talking points to help him finally commit to the snip snip? Sincerely, am I taking his mojo wife? It's a great email. I, I, I made some fun of you, but it's only just the amount. I guess my jokes about how you wrote this should tell you my feelings. I mean, it's called snip snip. It seems like it's very easy. I think you still splooge. I, I mean, I guess me not knowing shows you how little he probably knows. He's 38. He's my age. I do understand thinking like, you know, I guess your only, your only thought of it is like you think of a dog getting snipped and how the dog kind of changes, loses his bark a little bit. But I don't think that to be true. Like if a doctor... Pulled me inside and was like, listen, you're still going to have that ooey-gooey come out of you. Uh, You're still going to feel like a man. Nothing really changes. I would go, okay, trust the doctor. It's It's a my... I think it's like a little bit of placebo effect. Whatever you're told, you will believe. Um, I think you're dancing around the conversation. I think like when you're doing this during foreplay, um, it's a little bit gotcha. I understand you want to give him a space and you want to like make sure that everyone's on the same page and you're trying to do it gracefully. I get that. But I think you got to have a different conversation than you're having right now. Like I, I, I think you're, you're trying to do everything but talk about it. And that's not the answer. I, w- I would start with curiosity. Are you afraid of getting a vasectomy? Plain and simple. I, I'm, I'm telling you from my perspective, I don't really, I, I'm even mentioning the dog. That's like me going like two steps away from how I really, like, I really don't think I've, I've never heard of, I've never heard of a guy telling me or hearing of a man getting one and going, I'm a different person now. I just don't think that I've ever heard that. So I'm assuming he's never heard that as well. Or, and Again, men and just the way we take care of ourselves, we don't take care of ourselves very well. We don't see a doctor very, you know, in a lot of cases, uh, we're, we're the ones that don't go to the doctors often. We don't have a personal relationship with a doctor, so he might not have anyone to talk to. Maybe none of his friends are doctors. I think you got to ask him what his fears are and not when are you going to get it? Why haven't you gotten it? What do you, what, and not when you're in bed, it's got to be, we're having a nice night, a couple glasses of wine, maybe. Hey, and not accuse. I think curiosity is such a better route than accusations, anger. I just put on Instagram, um, I got a guac and chips. And yes, I'm going to compare your issue about a vasectomy to me ordering chips and guac um but we're going to talk about you know this is about the guac that comes out of your husband's cock Ooh, that was a fun sentence 
Yeah, we w- the guac still comes out of his cock. It's just not going to be as tangy. I received a guacamole order that had a pit in it. And by this point, I've probably posted on every piece of social media. So it's out there. And I sent it to a friend to be like, have you ever heard of this? And they were like, that's crazy. And they were laughing and they were like, it's so funny that there's a pit in your guac. And they were like, are you going to say something? And there's two routes at that point. I think there's, hey, what the fuck? Why is there a pit in my guac? That's one route. I don't think that gets you answers. Um, And then there's the other route where it's like, excuse me, I found a pit in the, and this is what I did. I go, I found a pit in the guacamole order. Is, Is this something you guys do? I, that's how I asked it. And and the waitress, she goes, she gave me this answer that I didn't expect, but I did know this, but I didn't remember it. She's like, well, the pit keeps it fresher or keeps it from going brown. I've heard that before. I don't know about the truth or fact or fiction of that, but I have heard that before. And she's like, so, you know, sometimes people put a, keep the pit in. Some people put lemon on it or lime or one of the two. And I'm like, well, I'd rather more guac than pit. And I was like, oh, I was just curious. And I said to her, I go, I was just curious because she goes, oh, it keeps it fresher. And I'm like, oh, I was curious. I was like, it's taking up some space where the guac would be. And she started, we kind of had a funny conversation about it. And that's okay. I didn't need anything from that. I just wanted to know. I was curious. Do, do you do this with every guac order? And she was like, I don't know if they do it. I'll ask if they do it with every guac order. She went in the back. And asked, and I think she got an answer that was like, no, that's probably a mistake, or we make it ahead of time, and we keep the pits in, and he got a pit randomly. She got some sort of answer, and she came back with a whole new chips and guac. No pit. So it isn't something they do. So I got the answers I wanted. It isn't something they do, and I got to where I wanted to be, which is full order of guac. You need curiosity. You need to get where you need to be. And it doesn't have to be through anger. You need to get to a place where you can have sex comfortably with your husband and he's had a vasectomy and you don't have to worry about having another kid, which you said you're you know, nervous about and it's kind of putting a wedge in the relationship. So, hey, a couple glasses of wine, sit on the couch. Hey, what's the, what's the deal here? Um, is there something about the vasectomy that scares you? No then why haven't you made the appointment, if you don't mind me asking? It's starting to affect me, and honestly, I feel, I want to I, I want to grab you by the bones, and I want to take that cock and shove it in me, but I, now I'm being held back by this thing in my brain that I don't want to have another kid. Do you want to have another kid? There we go. Now more, there are the questions. And if they won't talk to you, now they're not at the negotiation table, and there's not really a relationship here. Which I don't, it doesn't sound like is the case. I think you're going to get answers. But I think you got to ask like, and I would also ask the question, have you talked to any friends who've had it? Because he, I bet you he has no one to talk to about this. He doesn't know his doctor. Well, okay, can we go talk to a doctor together and like have them tell you the pros and cons? Because from everything I've heard, Jared Freed, everything me, I've heard, I'm not talking in your voice, but from everything I've heard, there's really nothing. It's again, they call it snip snip. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. We're sponsored. 
ExpressVPN. I love this. This bit of knowledge might ruin your day. But just so you know, (laughs) I don't mean to ruin your day, but incognito mode on your browser can still be visible to your employer, school, or internet service provider. To really stop people from seeing the sites you visit, use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that encrypts your network data and reroutes it through a network of secure servers so your private online activity actually stays private. I use ExpressVPN every time I'm on the road so I know I'm getting the best online protection no matter what hotel, city, or country I am staying staying in. It's like having my own personal bodyguard travel with me on all my devices. ExpressVPN works on all your devices and it's so easy to use. The app literally only has one button. Just tap it to connect and you're good to browse all those weird sites you don't want anyone knowing about. (laughs) So stop letting strangers invade your online privacy. Protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash JTrain. Use my link at expressvpn.com slash JTrain to get three extra months free. That's EXP. R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash J-Train to learn more. J-Train podcast at gmail.com. J-Train podcast at gmail.com. Clingy men. And again, I guess I'll pimp myself. The Netflix special. Tonight, August 15th. It premieres. I, I, I know you're going to watch if you're listening now. But I want you to tell your friends, your coworkers, brothers, sisters, mamas, papas. Make it your Instagram story. Let people know about 37 and single. Clingy men. Jared. Why, oh, why do some men keep texting me? 34-year-old female after I've broken up with them. Oof. After a one-night stand when we live in different cities and we'll never see each other again, I got to stop giving out my number so freely. Like post-breakup guys will text me about how sad they are and one-night stand guys will text me, tell me that they can't stop thinking about me. (laughs) She writes in parentheses, puke. After making my intentions crystal clear, reiterating we are broken up or it will never happen again, they either become mean or they don't stop with sad, mushy texts so I end up having to block them. I guess I'm mostly just frustrated that I'm expected to take on all this extra emotional labor for these sad boys, but it seems like it happens so often. Is this common for most people who date men, or have I just been finding the scum of the earth lately? Well, scum of the earth, I, I again, if they're getting mean, yeah, I agree with you. But if I can understand why they're reaching out to you. Is there a secret group of men out there who don't do this? You know, I... Any insight you may have into this phenomenon would be much appreciated. And if you have any tips for how to respond to these texts before they escalate, please advise. Thank you for all you do. Sincerely, too hot to handle. I love this email. It is something, again, I'll speak from the male side. I'll speak from my side. Men love vague relationships. They will, these people are looking for some sort of connection, you know, that's just enough to let them know that someone out there likes them. And I think you're getting these, a text is just an easy way to reach out. I'm not apologizing for them. I'm not saying it's right. And again, they get mean because their egos are bruised and there's a thought of like, oh, was I not enough sexually? Like, you know, you say one night stands and people you dated, you know, was I, again, it's ego stuff. But I, I would say, you know, this, this happens from the other side too. Why does this guy keep texting me but never makes a plan. I think those guys are one and the same. The one who keeps texting you without making a plan, the one who keeps texting you because you had a one night stand and you don't even want a plan, they're coming from the same place. They like 
the attention of women that they know might be attracted to them. And here's the other thing. I, I think men have this belief, or, or they'll never say it, but there is this thing that like I do think, and I only say this because it seems women are very different on this. But when something ends, I think a lot of men believe that the woman... If you were once attracted to them, you were always attracted to them. Because I do men, I think men feel that way about you. You know, a breakup doesn't make us unattracted to you in most cases. I think for women, a breakup, and once you're over it, you're like over it. Like the whole idea of the ick is like, ugh, I'm immediately grossed out. I don't think men get that way. I don't, I don't think I get that way. I don't, I don't. The idea that like, I look at any ex and I go, I can't believe I ever was with that person. No, no, no. I never, I don't think, I've never thought that. I'm like, yeah, I see there, this is an attractive person still to me. And I think what the, the you know, the one night stand guy, me, is I can speak to more. You're, when you ask whether after a one night stand, we'll live in different cities, we'll never see each other again. I, I, men don't put things in boxes like that. You are just woman who was attractive enough to them to be with them. And they're going, oh, let me let me get the dopamine hit from that. That's why they continue the texting. And again, the guy who won't ask you out, the guy who will, you know, the, you had the one I sent with, same guy. You know, the just that keep texting. And the texting is a really, you know, you know how they say like a sneeze is like one eighth of an orgasm? I think the same is like uh, for a text back from a woman who's, matched with you on an app or has hooked up with you in the past. I think that's like one fifteenth of an orgasm in my mind. And I think that's what guys are getting out of it. You know, so when you ask like, and again, this is not an apology for them being mean. I, I think that's, I, that's, you know, it's That's not a good thing. I and mean, I think to get ahead of this, if I was to say my best advice Listen, I can't speak to crazies because they're out there. So I'm not, uh, you know, I can't, this isn't going to work all the time because you could encounter, if you, you know, some people, there's nothing you can say to get them away. And that's scary. I understand that. What I would say, especially the one night stand guy, hey, I had a lot of fun with you. I just want to let you know what this this meant to me. I had fun with you, but this isn't something I'm looking to continue. I wish you only the best, but I tend to not text with people after we've had a one night stand. And that's what it was to me. Because again, I would say the one night stand thing, you don't hear hear from a lot of men. It's not, oh, I had a one night stand. It's, oh, I hooked up with someone. And again, vague, open-ended. It could happen again. It could not. I hear from many more women who go, oh, why is this one night stand being so nice to me? Or why is this one night stand texting me? It's like, yeah, because he's open to another night, but no future. So I think if you just, I think if, especially, I don't know, the, the, the break, the post breakup guys, I mean, you can say, hey, I, I need to, I don't want to text with you anymore. Uh, please keep your, you know, let's, you know, you have to be up. I think being as honest open and and hey and speak in you terms and don't blame it on something else hey i'm trying to get better no no no. we're broken up 
I and I also think letting them know I I'm happy we had our experience together. Maybe that kind of like tickles their ego a little bit, but I'm happy we had our experience together. It is over for me. Please don't text me. That's not how I operate. I hope you can respect my space. Boom. You know, treat yourself like you're like a Hollywood celebrity going through a breakup. I hope everyone can respect our space and our journeys and let our hearts heal. You know, something like that. With the, and I think what a lot of sometimes women do in this situation is they dance around because they want to, no, 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 no. I had a great time. I also see this as a one-night stand and I don't text with people after I've spent the night with them in that in that manner. Boom. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. We're sponsored. I love this sponsor because it can help you right away. Canceling subscriptions is time-consuming and annoying. There have been so many times that I've started to cancel something, got distracted, forgot to finish the process, and then just kept paying for it every month. Listen, that is so me. With Rocket Money, you'll never forget about a subscription again. Let me just tell you right now, okay? This is embarrassing to admit. I have subscriptions that I'm paying for that I don't use. And sometimes I'll get the bill and it'll say, you've been charged. And I'm like, I I was supposed to cancel that. And you don't. It's embarrassing. Let's let's let Rocket Money. Rocket Money is, is an admission that it's not just me or you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money quickly and easily finds all your subscriptions. If you see one you don't want anymore, just hit cancel and Rocket Money will do the rest. It's literally that easy. I love this. It saves you money. I love a sponsor that can help you. Most Americans think they spend about $80 in subscriptions every month, but the actual total is closer to $200. See? You're, the average is 200 That means it's more or less. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash JTrain. That's rocketmoney.com slash JTrain, rocketmoney.com slash JTrain. That's our last sponsor for this episode, so we'll keep doing emails to the end, but I just want to thank you guys again for listening to this show, being a part of this show. It is a user-generated show. 37 and Single is out on Netflix tonight, midnight on the West Coast, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. I, As of August 7th, where I'm taping this today, I don't know what I'm going to do for it as far as a watch party is concerned. Reconnecting with X, always a bad idea. Jared, Feathers, etc. Here's a sitch. I, 27-year-old female, had a boyfriend all throughout college. He was my first love. First everything, all that classic stuff. We met at 18. I eventually broke things off with him when we were 21 and about to graduate college. I broke up with him because I felt like I, was, I wasted college being monogamous and wanted to play the field a little bit. I also started to feel like I wasn't attracted to him anymore. It became more of a brotherly love than a romantic love. Flash forward to today, six years later. That's a long time. He recently reached out asking to grab lunch. He says he wants to catch up, reconnect, see where things go. This guy was the gold standard for first boyfriends. He did everything right. But for some reason at 21, I still felt I needed more. Now at 27, I've seen what's out there and it's terrible. So here's the question. Should I get lunch with my ex? Is it possible that we've both grown since 21? Yeah, 
I think it's possible. <laughs> and that spark might be reignited. Yeah, 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 of course. Should I give him another chance or is this taking a step backwards? I don't want to hurt him again, but I'm also worried this is the only person who will ever love me, LOL. Thanks for your insight. Okay, the answer's in this email. Let me, you need You need to look in the mirror, okay? No one wants to be a fallback, fallback plan. I don't think anyone wants to be with their fallback plan. You want to go up the mountain. You don't want to hang at base camp. What does this all mean? Your perspective is flawed. When you write... Um, I've seen, uh, now at 27, I've seen what's out there. It's terrible. Well, you didn't, how about I didn't find the right match for me? I'm still searching for that right match. I just, with the way you're writing, and I know people write in and they kind of flower up language. I know. But you've done it a few times in your email. And I'm not saying you're a bad person, but I just think you need to take, let's do a a temp, let's do a check on ourselves before we go out with someone. Because, listen, when you write, um, he's reaching out to reconnect. Here's a question. Uh, is it possible we both have grown since 21? Of course. It's taking, should I give him another chance or is this taking a step backwards? I don't want to hurt him again. Well, this is the only person that will ever love me, LOL. When you write that, and I know you wrote LOL at the end, I know you're laughing, but it's an uncomfortable laugh the way I'm reading it. I'm worried this is the only person who will ever love me. That is a fallback plan. No. How about maybe this person was the right match and it wasn't the right timing? Maybe this person, now that you've dated and you've kind of met other people, maybe they are your taste in a way you didn't understand your taste before. I think this is a perspective thing. Yes, exes can work out if we have actually changed. If we have gotten the growth that we needed out of you know the world around us i think this is a wonderful thing and i'm not hearing his email so i'm giving him a lot of you know benefit of the doubt but when he says uh he recently reached out asking to grab lunch he says he wants to catch up reconnect and see where things go maybe his perspective is like you know what i've just always thought of her and I understand why it ended, and I've dated, and I just haven't had a match in that way. So I'm going to go back to someone that maybe we are in this space of life where things are... You know, maybe you meet with him. So I think you should go to lunch with him. I think that doesn't mean exploring it. That means just getting lunch. Let's just stay at lunch. And maybe you go, wow, he's a different guy now. But he's the same when I knew. He's the same. When you say he's the gold standard of first boyfriends, that just means he was a respectful, nice guy. Maybe he's the same respectful, nice guy, but with six years of experience and living and, you know, a little bit of a perspective that makes him an adult instead of just, and I go on the lunch. It's just a lunch. And here's the other thing. If you try it out and you break up again, You're not a bad person for doing that. You're not. You gave it a shot. Six years later. This isn't three months later. This isn't a year later. This isn't you texting him every month and then finally getting together and then going, oh, I don't want to be with him. uh, That was a big mistake. No, no, no. I've done that. I've been the person three months later. Oh, you know what? No. And then have to go back and go, no, I'm I'm a big idiot. That's that's mean. I, I was mean. 
you are not. Go on the launch. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. So many great emails. Close friends lists I don't want to be on. First of all, Jared, I love you. Well, thank you. I sat front row at your taping in New York, and I'm nervous to tell you this because I don't want you to stop doing it. But my favorite part of the podcast has become guessing whether or not you'll tell the guest on Luxury Lounge that Neil Brennan hated your songs. <laughs> it tickles me every time, and, and in turn, I feather your nuts. Love you. Well, thank you. I love that. I need advice regarding a colleague. Let's call him Anthony. I met Anthony in a class we took together for several months, during which time we became pals. We laughed at the same things, became chummy, never hung out outside of class. The class we took was in a really specific art form, and I run a business that specializes in that art form. After witnessing Anthony's work ethic, skill level, and dedication to this art for over a year, I asked him if he'd like to work at my company. He accepted and has been an, a dynamite addition to our team. I love this. Here's where my question comes in. Anthony has had me on his close friends list since we were chummy in class. He has recently been posting nude photos often that barely cover his bits while I... uh, What? (laughs) He's been... So I guess he's taking very artistic nudes and with the ability to post them online because I guess they don't get flagged. And while I applaud him for celebrating his body as coworkers, I don't really want to see it. Ooh. I could mute him, but I do like his insightful stories about art he's making and seeing the majority of uh, of the time and seeing the majority of the time. Any advice on how to subtly excuse myself from seeing my esteemed colleague in a light that I'd rather not close, but still not that close, close but not that close. I think you got to mute him. I, I you can't have it all. You can't and. You know, you might check in from time to time and go check his stories to see what he's up to. Maybe, you know, his insightful stuff, we'll just keep it to the feed. You know, you can check in with his feed. Maybe sometimes you'll see his stories and you'll see things you didn't want to see. Um, But I think a muting, I think, here's the thing. The problem with like the stories thing is it just comes at you. So you'll be looking at food and, and birthday parties and, you know, relations ships and then it's naked anthony <laughs> and it's like surprising and jarring i think you'll have a different perspective if you're opting into anthony and not just having anthony surprise you it's because i i'm just i don't know how i would go about being like hey can you take me off your close friends list i don't want to see the nudes it's a little uncomfortable yeah i think that could happen in a like work set at work you're talking it comes up I don't know how weird it would be. I don't. I. I I'm saying this because I'm not that strong. I wouldn't be strong enough to be like Anthony. I like you. I just now that we work together. I. This is the way I would say it, but I don't know if I'm strong enough. Anthony, I like you. I think your art is amazing. I love your perspective. It's why I hired you. The nudes are tough for me to see. Can you take me off your fr- uh, close friends list? Just as a coworker, our relationship has changed. And I love, and uh, let me tell you how much I love your work, but it's just, I don't know. I don't know if I could do that because the way you explain him, it's like, you know, it's one of those things where it's art. So it's like, what are you making it sexual? Like, right. It it would almost, there's a way, a direction it could go where he's made it more about you and your insecurities and your discomforts rather than him kind of towing the line of inappropriate. So my, uh, you know, my first advice is mute. 
I'm sorry, you can't have it all. You can check in with his feed, and you'll know the feed is a little bit more from for you than his close friends. And then I guess what I just said to you before, if you're stronger than me. Tough one, Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. We got one more. And I want to tell you, please go watch the special. Go watch the special, 37 and single. Make your Instagram stories, please. I beg of you. I don't beg of you. You're going to love it. I think it's good. The gender reveal bit. I There's no one. I will say this. The gender reveal bit was like the ick bit works and is good. The gender reveal bit was the one I did that I first started doing a lot of crowd work on. I'll tell you. Um, if you watch the special tonight, there's a there's an ick bit that I've been I've been putting out the crowd work and the way I do crowd work if you've been to my shows is I'll do a bit and then I'll open up the bit to the crowd and then I'll close the bit. So the ick bit I would start it off and then I'll go does anybody here have an ick and then people would yell them out and I was like oh this is great this is a fun improv section of the show the audience is involved also I get clips out of it so that's like my what I'm getting from it. And then I would go back to the bit and close the bit. Now, I'd learned to do that from the gender reveal bit. So I would go and start the gender reveal bit. Then I would ask if anyone has ever had a gender reveal party. And we'd go around the room. People would say they had them. People would say they hate them. And then I'd close the bit. And that close worked 100% of the time. Never missed. So if you have someone that's like, I don't know about this guy, skip to the gender reveal bit. And if it doesn't work on them, then I can't help them. I, it's a stupid fucking bit that's funny. So that's, what, that's my plug for your most difficult friend. Last one. We got one more here. I've kissed, should I tell? Jared, feather, feather. I'm writing in about how to broach a subject with my boyfriend, and I'm curious to get your take on it. I always respect the advice and perspective you and your guests bring, so I'd love your two cents. Well, you're about to get mine. I've been dating my now boyfriend for about a year and a half, and I'm very much in love. Uh, currently, we both live on the West Coast and are planning a trip to NYC this fall. I just used to li- I used to live in New York and want to show him around some of my favorite places and have him meet my friends who still live there. I actually used to work at the Wren, which is a sister bar to the Spaniard and Wilfie. Now, I think I've been to the Wren, so I always love to hear you shout them out. Yeah, I mean, I was at the Spaniard and Wilfie. Now, it is now kind of my my journey home. I'll be at the cellar and I got to stop doing it. I, I, I got to take a minute because what I'll do is I'll get down to the cellar and I'll have a drink at the Spaniard and then I'll kind of like hang around there for a second. Then I'll have a drink at Wilfie and L and then I'll go home. And then I end up ordering. It is the J train trifecta Spaniard, Wilfie and L and then garbage deli order that includes egg salad sandwiches and bacon, egg and cheeses the the fart special (laughs) so i got i don't know i gotta get out of that groove okay so here's the issue when i lived there we had a bit of a incestuous group of friends everyone worked in one of the 
especially in that industry, I understand that everyone work because the hours are the same. Just by nature of that, I'm not saying like oh, all oh, these slutty bartenders. No, no, no. It's the, your hours are the same. You hang out. You're in social sp- spaces. I get it. Everyone in one of the of a few bars and basically ended up. Everyone worked in one of a few bars and basically ended up hooking up or going on dates or sleeping with each other at some point. A few of the women from that group are some of my close, my absolute dearest friends, and it's very important to me that my boyfriend meet them. For specific, for specificity's sake, I never hooked up with them. But I feel like it's inevitable that we'll hang out with those girls. He and I will run into some people I hooked up with as some of them are still very close. Okay, so to re, because I read this, not great. She's bringing her boyfriend to New York. She worked at the bars. There's a group of women that she wants to go and introduce him to. They all run in this larger circle where they've hooked up with certain men and people that are going to maybe be around. I get it. While I don't think I need to map out all the gory details for him, I do feel like I should give him a heads up just in case. Is that weird? I don't think it's weird at all. I don't think it's weird to feel that way first. Um, I think heads up, there might be, you know, Jordana, I think always says this and I, I agree with her. It's like, yeah, I don't have to know everything. Like, I just feel like it might be awkward if we run into someone who he's chatted with and a little, and little does he know four years ago, we were making out in the alley behind the bar. Does he have to know about the makeout? Like, I don't know if he has to know about that. I mean, full disclosure, all the people I expect we might see, I didn't have sex with. Uh, that changes things. But I did f- my fair share of making out and heavy petting. Sincerely, worst kept secret of the Spaniard. <laughs> um, hmm. This is difficult because I think it's a feel thing. I don't think you have to get ahead. I think, you know, if you said to him, we're going to meet my bar friends, just so you know, we used to party all the time. Um, this is a group that I, I think putting them under, hey, these all these girls... We used to party all the time. We all kind of made out with all the bartenders. And at some point, all of us have exchanged, uh, exchanged saliva. I think that's more of a classy way of saying it, as strange as that sounds. Rather than like, hey, John, I made out with behind. I don't need specifics. I don't I don't need that. Especially if it wasn't a relationship. If it wasn't like, hey, I've you know fucked this guy for a year. That I think that's a little different. I think when you say I never hooked, you know, never had sex with them, but there were bar makeouts and there were makeouts in alleys, as we do in New York, and not a, you know, I I did that bit on the TED Talk where the difference between a New York City outdoor makeout and a suburban outdoor makeout it's different, and it happens. And I would say, I think the way you preempted is. Just so you, you know, tonight we're hanging out with my girls that I used to work with at the bars. Just so you know, we've all made out with everyone that's worked at these bars. Make it everyone. Now it's no one. If you make it everyone, it's no one. That's my advice. Just so you know, before we get, you know, before this, I've, we've all, I've never kissed these women, but we've all kissed the same guys and they probably still work at these bars. So if it gets, I don't think it'll be awkward, but if it gets weird and you feel some guy be, uh, you know, kind of a loser around you. That's why. I wouldn't get into names. I wouldn't get into specifics. I wouldn't be like, yeah, he got a little hard while he rubbed up on me. I don't need to know that. I think, you know, if he, and then if he says, hey, is he, you know, maybe to me, this conversation gets a little sexy. It can go that direction. Is he one of the guys? 
Is that is that one? Ah, oh, we made out once. You know, and then you go, oh, okay, cool, good to know. I wouldn't. Again, I think people are as confident as their relationship is. You know, so I think to me, this I don't I I could I don't think I could be in a relationship where I would hear like, oh, these are my girls. We used to go out with all these guys that worked at the bar, and we all made out with the same dudes and. You might see them at one point tonight. Like I would even like as a throwaway thing before you guys go hang out. I would hear that and be like, oh, I guess everyone's fun. I wouldn't be like, oh, I got to be on the lookout for Johnny Makeout Stein. No, I think this is fun in good health. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Again, 37 and single. It's coming out tonight. Midnight on the West Coast. 3 a.m. on the East Coast. A giant thank you. It doesn't happen without this podcast and you supporting it and being a part of it. It is, uh, when, as I've always said, when you're here, you're family. <laughs> Back next week. Boom.